Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. All new pre-owned inventory. Of course, a great service department and great sales staff. All at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Hope everybody is recovering well from all of the crazy rain we had yesterday from the Ida remnants, and we've had their latest road closures posted at wkok.com. Biggest one is still, rain, still waiting on PennDOT to open Route 61 in Sunbury Market Street there. The flood closure was taken out by Sunbury Municipal Authority, so we're just waiting on PennDOT to open up that road. But the rest of them posted at WKOK.com, and that seems to be really the biggest thing we're following left from the aftermath of Ida yesterday, thankfully. So everybody's doing well from that. And today, another busy show. We got high school football roundtable coming up, week two of high school football tomorrow night. Across our stations, Chickalemi at Loyal Sock here on WKOK with the Chief. He'll be here in studio and along with the suit on the call. And then we've got Sealands Grove in their home opener against Jersey Shore on Eagle 107. Zach Showers will join us for the first time this year. Of course, we had Steve Briggs on last week, the new member of the broadcast team. So we got Zach this week. And then Greg Wetzel will join us for Lewisburg over 100.9 the Valley as they will take on Montoursville on the road this week. So a couple of tough games for all of our teams here at SBC stations, but we'll see how things go this time around. So that's coming up at 3.35. Tomorrow at 3.35, our buddy Rich Scarcella from the Reading Eagle will join us to give his final preview of Penn State, Wisconsin. And then finally, we got kickoff on Saturday right here on WKOK, tailgate show at 10.30, kickoff at noon with Steve and Jack and Roger Corey and the rest of the gang. We're looking forward to getting that going once again this season. And, of course, the King will join us tomorrow for more picks, more slated games to choose from this week, and college football really ramping up tonight, most notably in the Big Ten. you got Ohio State at Minnesota, and I'm intrigued by this game tonight. I'm, I want to see what kind of game Minnesota can give Ohio State, and it looks like, based on what we heard from Dave Rebson last week, 
this might be an interesting game for what Minnesota is bringing to the table here. I still expect Ohio State to win tonight. And we get our first big look, too, at C.J. Stroud in his first regular season start here for Ohio State. How does he look? How does he handle a road game, road conference game right off the bat? So this is, there's, some, there's some factors to look at tonight. But I still think Ohio State's going to win this game. That would be, uh, what a way that would be to start the year if Minnesota were to pull that off tonight. But like I said, I like the Buckeyes tonight. One Big Ten team did get their game moved to Saturday. That was Rutgers. They're supposed to play Temple because of Ida really wreaking havoc in the tri-state area with New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. There, he moved that to Saturday at noon. I believe that game was in Piscataway, if I'm not mistaken. So that's the only thing of note there. But exciting to see college football really get, really ramp up again tonight to begin the season. That's at 8 o'clock tonight, Ohio State and Minnesota. Then, of course, with Penn State at Wisconsin, James Franklin, Sean Clifford, a couple other players talked after practice last night. And a lot of emphasis on the the crowd noise and what 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 is going to happen. Looks like Teague will be at safety for Penn State. And then we've still to figure out what's going on on the offensive line too, Steve, from after hearing from everybody last night after practice. Well, maybe you do. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> No, we don't exactly for for guard, at least. We know Teague's going to be at safety. James Franklin said that himself, but guard, who knows? Still going to be a rotation, according to him. <laughs> I can't get into, as you know, I really can't get into everything I know. So Right. It's, uh, we'll find out. So, we only got 48 hours left. Yeah. You know. As I think I was saying the other day when it came to discussing depth charts. You know, eight goes out there, hey, it's Jalen Berger. Six goes out there, that's Ches Malusi. Hey, twenty, that's Isaac Garendo. Okay, you know it's like okay, you know, I mean I know you know, you go out and that's you know, that's uh, it's um, we um I think it was Rich Scarcella. Somebody said something to Rich Scarcella about um, about the depth chart, and he says, "You know, he says for me it doesn't matter. The depth chart's only good for the first game." He said, "After that, he says I've already seen the team play. I don't need to watch the you know I don't need a depth chart every week." And I think that's, um, and I realize, and I do not ever want to diminish the interest that the fans have in all of this. So Rich is on tomorrow, 335. Um, you know that's not happening, right? I did not know. I'm going to be in the air. Ah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, it is. <laughs> One of us is going to be flying. <laughs> and I know so. that's not me, so okay. Well we'll, yeah. well we'll we'll try to fix that. Yeah, I know you'll fix it. It's all right. Let me guess we got the chief today, right? 
We do have the Chief today. We'll have Zach Showers today for Sealands Grove, his first appearance okay. of the year. Good. And then uh, Greg Wetzel, of course, for Lewisburg. And the King? Um, Since I I was, I was forgot that you're going to be in the air tomorrow, I will have to make sure he can join us at 435. My guess is he probably will. No. I just saw him on Friday. He walked in, King! That's right. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a riot. It was so funny to hear. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to have tomorrow, I tell you, we will have Donnie Collins tomorrow. And we will have Neil Riddell tomorrow. <laughs> One of us was working. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, should I avoid questions with the high school guys? Of, do you think they'll score this week? I mean, <laughs> no? Bad well, questions? Well, you know what? They probably would give you an honest answer. Uh, they probably would, yeah. Because <laughs> it's kind of a legitimate question, especially for Sealands Grove. And for Shikalimi. They didn't score last night. Right, last but, but Sealands Grove still had tons of problems last year with scoring. Shikalemi was kind of up and down towards the latter, towards the lower end of scoring, but not as not as dire as Sealands Grove was last year. But either way, yeah, that's that's not good when three three teams combined for three points. Well, number one, it's radio. So, for all we know, Shikalemi did struggle scoring last year, and somebody made it up. <laughs> F O U L E D. That spells Falta. That's our guy. <laughs> well, actually, people can see it now because we have the YouTube channel yeah. for both Sealands Grove that? and Shikalemi. So people can see if he's actually lying or not. <laughs> you know what? Do you know what? I think maybe. Like, well, since we have the U, I get the YouTube channel when I'm Madison, right? Uh, yeah, you'll be able to watch. Yeah. I wonder maybe I should do that. I think you should watch. That would freak him out. <laughs> now, I, I have to ask him. I don't know if they have FaceTime in the beginning or if it's strictly just on the field and you just hear him. No, I don't need this, okay? Um, uh, no, 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 no. I don't need FaceTime. Okay? I just want to see. I just wanna, okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, no. <laughs> I don't need FaceTime. Wait, do you think you need FaceTime? I mean, it's nice, but not necessarily for radio. Excuse for, me. For, for this type you, of lineup. The, the, doggone, the, the doggone thing, he's already frightening enough to begin with. <laughs> In fact, I think Halloween weekend, the 29th, I'll watch FaceTime. <laughs> what do you think? I'll be out of, out of Ohio State, right? FaceTiming the suit. Hey, boy, doesn't Dave Ritchie look good? <laughs> You'll have to search the comments for that one. About Dave? Yeah, and see if people agree or not. Oh, come on. It's I want to be surprised. It's Dave Ritchie. Come on, <laughs> sitting next to him and sitting next to him is like looking at Armani. All right, so <laughs> no, 
I hate the show. So I you, know, sir, are my hero. So the non-conference schedule for men's basketball is out, as expected. And we've told you that uh, that they're opening with Youngstown State on November 10th, which is a Wednesday. Monday, the 15th of November, up in Amherst at the Mullen Center as they take on UMass. Then the 18th of Thursday, St. Francis of Brooklyn at uh, the Jordan Center. Then on the 22nd, which is a Monday, they'll have Cornell at the Jordan Center. Then they go down to the Emerald Coast Classic to face LSU. Somebody explain to me why Will Wade is still coaching. That's a different topic. All right, we'll leave that alone. And uh, then they face either Oregon State or Wake Forest the next day. Then December 1st, a Wednesday, they have Miami. Wednesday, December 8th, they have Wagner at home. December 18th, the week before Christmas, they go to Richmond to take on VCU. On the 22nd, three days before Christmas, Quinnipiac at the Jordan Center. And then on the 29th, Delaware State on Wednesday at the Jordan Center. So there you go. There's your hoops schedule. Non-conference. Now, the uh, Big Ten schedule's not out yet. Uh, We're expecting it'll be out sometime before December. That was a joke. Back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Whose demands are unreasonable? <laughs> I was supposed to be James Franklin talking about Teague, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess do I got too much re- water in the brain right do, now. Do you want to read the text I sent to you? <laughs> he said, get yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> get yourself together. Uh. <laughs> My goodness, I feel like I'm back to the first two years of the show. All right, so. <laughs> this is almost as bad as Gary Sanchez trying to block the plate. Oh. Did you, get, you guys won last night, right? Yeah, it's four to one, thankfully. Yeah, I saw a little bit. Cole looked great last night. Yes, he did. I mean, very, very impressive. He kept rubbing his thigh a lot. I was like, "Going, is that where the spider attack is?" (laughs) Wow, wow. Oh, it's your guy. Yeah, pitched like an ace though last night. He did. He pitched like an ace. You expect your ace to stop losing streaks, and he did that last night. So, Chris Sale essentially did the. Same things for the Red Sox last night as they won. But, yeah. So, we will talk uh, with our high school football roundtable in the next half hour. And then we're going to see if we have the king lined up for the final half hour. Right now, we're having a major producer issue, right? Because they don't know what day it is. I'm getting scared. No good! No good! No good! 
get yourself together. <laughs> get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Yeah, you're still miles ahead of the first guy I worked with on this show, so you're, you're good. That makes you feel better. Thanks. <laughs> anything, anything to boost you. We'll, we'll use the lowest common denominator work our way up. <laughs> oh, that's not funny. <laughs> I'm an executive. You guys can't live without me. Uh, no, we've done pretty well without you so far. Not. <laughs> that's why he hates this show. He actually loves the show. I should point that out. By the way, Russ Rose is on the uh, talk show tonight as well. I just found out. <laughs> okay. Guess that'll help me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because yeah. they sent me this, this list of, hey, could you mention this? Could you mention that? And so I finally had to text back, and I said, um, exactly who am I talking to tonight? And I got a, whoops, oh, my God, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm not the only one today, then. <laughs> Aye, I'm yeah. not the only producer problem today. My goodness. Hey, you sit in this chair, and they just <laughs> hang out to dry. I'm feeling better it's... and better about myself now. I'm not feeling good about anything. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to fly tomorrow, too. Uh, oh, that's okay. I've got a lot of trust in the pilots. We're good. <laughs> oh, that's the other one. I keep getting texts from Roger. Do you have the itinerary? Have the itinerary? Roger, just slow down. I said, by the time we get to the show tonight, we'll know what's going on. Okay, we're good. <laughs> it's, like, it's okay, Roger. We're not leaving without you. We're tempted, but we're not leaving without you. <laughs> Again, another. And what's his job? Producer. <laughs> Theme of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just feel like I'm just surrounded. <laughs> Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Sunbury Motors guarantee backs up all the pre-owned inventory. Great time for trade-ins, too. Whew. Great trade-in value. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Q Roots 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for something we started when the show began 10 years ago. That is our high school roundtable on Thursdays. We will start out with the Chief. Dave, how are you? Great to have you with us. Hey, it's great to be here and uh, survived all the rain yesterday. And it sure is one of those stellar days out there this afternoon. Sure is. It feels. It sounds like tomorrow's going to feel like... High school football weather, which is great. Dave, they didn't score last week. Shikalemi did not score. But, you know, did you see signs that they can get an offense in gear? Well, they got the offense in gear several times in the second half. They just shot themselves in the foot four times with three uh, fumbles and an interception. And that 
showed me that you know if they can keep hold of the ball that they could put the ball in in the end zone uh, I thought from the third quarter on that the defense really picked it up uh, and the offense uh, you know started to pick up some yardage in fact I think uh, a total yards for both teams were relatively about the same so I hey they got four kids in the backfield that run four five in the 40 and uh, most of those kids weigh 165 to 180 pounds so they're going to get they're going to get the ball in the end zone they will so defensively you talk about you saw that sign too they kept them in the game defensively how did they do it uh, well, first of all, uh, I, I will tell you where their weakness was. It was in the pass defense last week. Uh, in the first half and part of the third quarter, Central Mountain really uh, took advantage of our – it wasn't that our players were out of position, but they just – didn't take the initiative to make the move where the receiver was. And I'm sure that Coach Kaiser will straighten that out this week. As far as the the line goes, uh, I thought that uh, Curtis Raker and Alex Geiser and, and Caleb Kashner, who came into the game, Caleb came in a little bit later, did a nice job of stopping the run, and they put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, yeah, you know, make a lot of mistakes. It was a wet night, and it was humid. But I think our kids, uh, at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, we're in much better shape because things started to go our way at the line of scrimmage. We always talk about the game one to game two improvement. Because look, especially when there's only one scrimmage, I mean, does that become even more profound because there's only one scrimmage? I, I would think so. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I just know that. I remember my coach Purnell used to always say, "You, you never, you never realize that we were that bad, or you never realize we're that good as we go from the first game to the next game." And that seems to be the. He always said that was where you made the most improvement. And uh, I, I would imagine that if you didn't have two scrimmages, that it would probably be even more of an improvement uh, on on behalf. I, you know, especially just you know trying to trying to you know get uh, everybody on the same line as far as uh, uh, you know the mesh point when and the handoffs and get the receivers and the quarterbacks in the right route and blocking assignments my gosh uh, you have I know these kids work all year long but in the heat of the battle you got to have a couple of snaps underneath you so you you know where to go and who to block and when you're supposed to do it so uh, after a week of uh, probably missing some blocks and missing some assignments I'm sure the linemen worked hard on it this week and they'll try to get things straightened out there were always two a couple of joe sayings one was you're never as good as you think you are and you win you're never as bad as you think you are when yeah. you lose he also said all the time you either get better or get worse you never stay the same yeah i i i have to ask you dave what are the numbers like for shikalimi participation wise are well, they down a bit, or uh, are they stabilized, or are they up? I think they stabilized this year. Uh, you know, last year with a new coach, you get a couple more kids that come out just to see how things are and uh, how things are going to be. Uh, they might have a couple of fewer players on the sideline. I'm looking between 32 and 35 kids. Uh, but uh, I would think those kids are there because they want to be there, not just because they're intrigued with what's going to happen with the new coach. So I think our numbers are pretty solid. So I, a lot of people don't know this, but right before the game started in warm-ups, uh, Rashawn Martin, I think, broke his finger, and he was the starting starting wide receiver, and he was also the starting corner. So, you know, Coach Kaiser and his staff had to get a kid ready to play 
between warming up and the national anthem, and I'm sure that that took a little bit of time too. I'm I'm hoping Rashawn can get back uh, because he's got a lot of experience. So when you only have 32, 35 kids, every kid counts. Dave, always a pleasure. Thanks so much, my friend. Great to have you with us, and good luck with the broadcast tomorrow night. Well, good luck, and I, 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 I envy you going out to Wisconsin. Uh, that I, I think, I think game day for ESPN is going to be out there too. So that's uh, that's going to be an awesome atmosphere, and uh, you and Jack are going to uh, do a good job. I know calling that game, and I appreciate, appreciate everything you guys do for Penn State. Thank you. Well, thanks, Dave. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Zach Showers is actually first. Hello, Zach. Hey, Steve. Are you there this time? Yes, I am, as a matter of fact. I am here. I've been sitting here the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) So have I. (laughs) Uh, What a coincidence. Zach, nothing last week for Sealands Grove. Uh, This has been a program that over the years has produced a lot of points. It's it's you know I mean they've played like the Wild West over the years. How frustrating was last week? Um, it, it was very frustrating. It was uh, a lot of the same from last year. Um, defense really did its job. Held a pretty good Pottsville team in check. Um, and offense was was able to move the ball. When they moved the ball, they would uh, you know the line had a couple of false start penalties that push them back when when they were ahead of down and distance and um, still working in a new a new sophomore quarterback when you have a couple inches of rain that fall in two hours um, was was just a very difficult time so it was it was frustrating um, they were able to uh, move the ball on the ground a little bit more um, Brandon Heil who's back and ready for a big season this year had a pretty good night and uh, Tucker Teets who's a sophomore had close to 80 yards rushing uh, most of that in the second half, so it was nice to see a little bit of depth there, and hopefully uh, they can correct some of those things with looking at film and uh, just see some improvement this week and moving forward. Is this a question of the skilled players? Because if you're playing well defensively, which they have last year and this year, normally it means you're pretty good up front, and a lot of times that translates to being pretty good up front offensively because some of these guys can play both ways. So is it more on uh, on the skill players at this point? I, I would say a little bit. Uh, I would say the the running backs right now with Highland Teets and a couple different guys at fullback are pretty solid. Um, they're working in a, a freshman wide receiver who's got a ton of talent, um, but it's also just learning that game. And then uh, there's not a lot of not a lot of height at wide out. Uh, there's some talent there, but. Not always a good combination when you have a sophomore quarterback and you have small windows to throw to. Um, so right now, there is some inexperience at wide out and tight end. Uh, but you know, up front, those guys also have to just be a little bit more consistent working into new starters. So I asked this to Dave, and I'll ask this to Greg as well. Uh, Greg was actually the one that influenced this question for me. You know, after the last, like, let's like the look at the last two or three years. How are the numbers participation-wise at Sealands Grove the same? A little bit better? A little bit worse? Where are they right now? Um, I would say they they went down the last two or three years. They're right up. I actually looked at the roster after I heard that question, and we're we're sitting right around fifty. Um, there's a couple freshmen that are on the team, so they are up. A, I would say they're up a couple from last year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they've relatively uh, stabilized. They're nothing like uh, like the state championship year for Stones Grove, where I think they had close to 80 kids out that year. Um, but overall, they're they're right around 50 enough that there's some there's some depth in the younger uh, the younger grades. Zach, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time today. Great to have you with us again. Hey, thank you. And now with Greg Wetzel, who influenced that question last week. Greg, what did you say? Lewisburg is what, about 30 kids right around there? 33. 33 kids about. Yeah. So is it it about the same up, down? Uh, It's about the same. The, The problem this year is they had four kids that played a lot of football last year that didn't come out this year. So that that really hurts depth-wise. You know, um, Lewisburg starting two freshmen uh, who probably could have used a little time to get adjusted to the high school. You know, but uh, that's, that's, that's the way things are right now. They're, some of them are working, some of them are doing other things, and... Uh, that's the way that's the way life goes right now, I guess. Yeah, I guess, boy. Yeah. I mean, I know. They, they, I, mean, I think they'll really? regret it, Steve, when they're uh, 35, 40 years old. Uh, I you do, know? too, because that's something I do tell my class, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of attempting to get into this business. I tell them all the time, I said, I want you to be 30, 35, 40, and have regret you didn't try something. That's right. Um, yep, that's exactly right. Well, you're the one that at least saw some points, albeit three. Yes, we did. Not many. Uh, albeit three. So where, where's, the, where's the stalling point for Lewisburg's offense right now? It's, it's your offense and defensive line, Steve. Uh, uh, Shemokin really controlled the line of scrimmage both ways, offensively and defensively. Yeah. They turned the ball over four times. Uh, now, one of the times we it was on – Lewisburg's one-yard line, but they turned the ball over four times, and Lewisburg came away with three points. Um, Lewisburg turned the ball over twice. When you win the turnover battle like that, and with field position that they got from those turnovers, normally you should win the football game. But uh, they just couldn't do it the other night. They just couldn't generate. They had less than 100 yards of offense, total offense in the night. Which which I think puts a lot of it puts a lot of onus on the defense to do two things, right? One, oh, exactly. One yeah. is the obvious, that, that, that stop them. But B, I think it puts a greater onus on them to get takeaways to create short fields. Exactly. You know, and Shemokin threw one pass all night, was intercepted by Lewisburg. Yeah. So every other play was a running play. They ran 23 more plays than Lewisburg ran on the night. And Lewisburg stopped them and fourth down twice, so that was almost like two more turnovers essentially, and they just uh, could not generate any offense. Like I said, they uh, the rushing totals for the evening were under 30 yards, and passing they were just barely over 50 yards passing for the for the day. So um, they had receivers open, quarterback didn't have a lot of time to throw and he was thrown off his back foot or he made the wrong read because he thought he was going to be in a hurry and he and he threw into some coverage but uh they have to get better play from their offense and defensive lines and of course that that's a crusher because a couple of years ago 
when you and I were doing these segments. Maybe Lewisburg wasn't winning a lot of games, but boy, they could run the football. And now that they don't have that element, now they they will have that element. It's a crusher. It it certainly is. And and you know, you know, you talk about numbers, and thirty three sounds like a lot of kids, but you know, twenty two kids play. Um, Then there's special teams with punting and uh, kickoffs, uh, extra points. So those numbers are where they sound nice or or good. That ideally they would like to be up around 40 to 45. Uh, It it just makes it so much easier to manage the game, give some kids some breathers so they're not going both ways all the time, Um, not on special teams all the time, that they can play some of the younger kids on special teams. And and that's with these numbers. You're seeing some kids that don't come off the field because – they're on the punt team, they're on the kickoff team, they're on the kickoff return team, and they're playing offense and defense. And that wears a, a body down, especially when it's in the hot, humid weather like it was last week. Absolutely. Well, at least, at least tomorrow night, it looks like it's going to be feel like more like fall, which is exactly. actually... What, what about attendance-wise? I mean, people come out uh, when they finally get uh, a chance? A good, yeah, a nice crowd the other night. I would say... Um, Lewisburg probably had between three and four hundred people there, yes. and uh, Shemokin. They probably, I, I would say, Shemokin had close to two thousand people there for the game. So yeah, it was good, a well attended game. My friend, it's always great to talk with you. Thanks so much for your time. Okay, Steve, have a great day and have fun on Saturday. Yeah, I'm doing do best my can, do the best I can, Greg. Do the best I can. Okay. Yep. Take care. All right, let's see if we can get some points up this week. Shemokin, uh, excuse me, uh, Lewisburg in action on 100.9 the Valley. Eagle 107, of course, we'll have Sealands Grove. And here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, Shikolimi and Loyal Sock will square off against one another. The suit and the chief will be together for that broadcast, which, by the way, will also air on our YouTube channel. Now we just go the, if we go to the Sunbury Broadcasting website, you can then find the link for the YouTube, correct? We'll have the link out on the um, on the fa- on our Facebook pages, so that'll be out there. We'll usually have numerous posts about that, and I believe they'll be on the website too on WKOK.com. Is this all part of the goal to be a social media influencer? Absolutely. Yeah, this is something that we we started with basketball last year, and that worked pretty well. So now we're moving it to Shikolami football, and then we've added Seals Grove football. That's on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel. Same thing. We'll put mm-hmm. the link out on Facebook and, and all that stuff. And uh, so we've got just Shikolami and Seals Grove, and then we'll have, uh, hopefully for basketball, we'll have both as well. Because, I mean, all the comments I have is like the – I mean, how great the Chief looks. Those are all the comments I have. How great the Chief looks. You, sir, are my hero! Somebody was asking, well, did they mention anything about the suit? And the primary comments I got about that was, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So that's kind of been the, no. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul. On News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Tig will be the other starter. Uh, Jair Brown will be the other starter. We call him Tig. Um, but but there'll be other guys that will, will rotate in at both safety spots. But right now, it'll be Brisker and Tig at the two safety spots for us. Uh, Jair Brown's been a, had a really good preseason. Really good. Been healthy. May plays good complement to Brisker as well, but again, Penn State's going to play. I don't know, twenty-two guys on defense, eighteen to twenty-two on offense. It's. I always I always look at two things. You know, we always look at who starts. But I always want to see in the fourth quarter who finishes. The King in the final half hour. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK.